0: All right, welcome back to the Louise hunting strategies. I'm Levi. I'm Wes. And, uh, this week we don't have Clinton on. He is out West. Uh, what is he, what is he deer hunting out there or what's he doing? To be honest, I never even asked him. I can't remember. He never told
1: me. Gosh. Gosh. And, and we don't have a guest this week. So this is going to be us too. So yeah. To, so we're just going to, gonna, with
0: that. we're going to kind of just do a, uh, a recap of how our seasons have gone. We're going to start with, uh, Turkey season up in South Dakota, bringing it back to when we uh, did a little turkey hunting in Iowa. Actually, I didn't actually even do any turkey hunting in Iowa, did you?
1: I did a little bit, yeah.
0: Took my mom out. It was, it was okay. Yeah, so we were just, uh, real quick, we were just talking right before this podcast. Oh, might hear some noise in the background. My daughter's just calling her in over there. Yeah. Uh But, uh, you know, we were talking before the podcast. We are just so nervous for some, no no reason. Yeah, no, just some dumb reason we're
1: both nervous today. Don't know why, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, I can't
0: even remember how many episodes. We're like, what, 20 episodes? Uh, And this is the most nervous I've been since, like, episode three or four. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's so weird. Maybe because we don't have a guest or Clinton here. I don't know what it is. But I guess
1: we haven't done a podcast, just Mm -hmm. us two. Well, since the podcast with Clinton. That was number, what, six?
0: Yeah, something like that. Six, seven, eight, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it was eight. Yep. it sounds about right. Gosh. Feels so weird getting right back to our roots, huh? Yeah, I know. But uh, anyways, so back to uh, back to hunting rather than us reminiscing over here. Uh, so we started our year off together. Uh, we kind of did discuss a little bit of our pigeon hunt, but I think we did that the fall of the year prior. Yeah, we did that last year. Yeah, we've actually decided to start doing pigeon hunting where we'll go out. And I know quite a few guys do this. Even guys that listen on here, I've talked to them. They say they go out and they'll sit next to silos and stuff and the pigeons will work right into them.
1: It's a a killer time.
0: It is. We kind of just went out and just kind of scared them off of rooftops of barns and and, uh, silos. Well, that day we got probably what, at least probably what, five, six farmers
1: said, yeah, come back, kill them anytime because they're, you know, they're, they're eating their,
0: silage and all that good stuff yeah they're kind of a nuisance and i i yeah. do believe that their their feces carries some diseases that their cattle can get i think yeah the uh what farm was at i i don't know his last name was king i can't remember his first name but yeah he was telling us about that oh yeah yeah i've got his phone number i, I don't remember his name yeah. off the top of my head anymore but uh but either way yeah so uh we went out and we did a little bit of that but that was just a little bit of fun and that was yeah. also our prior season but either way this season we started off, we kicked our year off with uh, turkey hunting up in South Dakota. I know you guys have heard us talk about that quite a bit. A couple times, yeah. But I, I don't think we actually ever really talked about our enjoyment of it.
1: Man, I, yeah, that, that, ex, that whole experience, just from me getting off, I work second shift, Getting I took off early, the drive out there was what, 12 hours, something like that.
0: Yeah, it was a full 12 hours, because yeah. we basically hopped on Highway 20 and just drove. Drove, and the drive out
1: there was pretty enjoyable. I drove through the night. Levi slept most of the night, because you know, I'm used to being up. But Yeah, what time
0: did we leave? Like, 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe a little no, earlier No,
1: I, I took a half day, so we left. Oh, that's right, that's I right, took, that's right. We left at like nine thirty, ten o'clock. But yeah. just to drive out there to the point where we could, we stopped and got breakfast in South Dakota, and then we were able to get our license and then seeing all the
0: scenery man we were, we were like two little kids in a candy store out there it was it was a blast and honestly just the camaraderie of him and i like we don't really ever since he started this job at uh where he's uh, a y or something yeah. like that, where he's working at now it sucks in a factory we, we really haven't been able to get together like we like we used to because no. he works third shift and second shift to me, Same, if you're working yeah. at nighttime, it's yeah. it's third.
1: Yeah, we just, I wouldn't say lost touch, but it's just we we haven't been able to do the hunting like we used to. We don't talk as much as we used to. It sucks, but I mean we're still best friends and all that good stuff. But, oh, you know.
0: absolutely. Yeah, I wish I wish that you worked first or someday, someday. Or so, you know, if it if something was just different because yeah, we just haven't been able to get together like yeah, where we sucks. And when we went out there though, you know, we were able to hang out with each other for a week straight. He probably got a little tired of me. No, not um, at all. The only thing I got tired of was a spare tire behind my seat because your
1: turkey was in the cooler. <laughs> yeah, a
0: cooler. Yeah, was against the dash. It was pretty nice that I was able to get a turkey within the first six hours of getting there. And uh, I really thought we were going to get you on that. A beautiful bird, yep. You, the one you got, and then, yeah. that The one
1: we got set up on, I just got to say, was the... After you got yours, we went to town celebrated a little bit then we found this really awesome uh fire access road that actually looked. you can look down the valley and you can see crazy horse monument it was ways out there but you could see it and we were just sitting there reminiscing about the day the drive and then it was right before dusk and we roosted a tom what maybe
0: 100 150 yards away from us yeah it wasn't very far no yeah and that was our first night that we experienced the Beauties of sleeping in the back of my topper of my truck and cold and snow. The first night actually wasn't bad. We woke up next day maybe half inch, inch of snow, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't even that bad of a morning. No, it was per- it was beautiful. It was like being back home, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. A little colder, a little colder, a little yeah. more snow. I guess yep. I never hunted turkeys in the snow here. I yep. I mean I've been I've hunted them when there's big snowflakes coming down. Right, but never. No, nope. never like that. But pretty much, <clears throat> what
1: happened there was we got up probably what an hour before daylight, got set up, and pretty much we got set up on the bird wrong. We set up uphill from him, and I just, everything I read, I should have known better that you're supposed to set up downhill from them, and we just didn't do it. And he went downhill, and just just going to get on him once he went down. Well, I
0: I should have got up a lot faster than I did. But, well, and, you know, and and you know how I am. When when a bird is not doing what I want it to, I'm like, running right, gun. right, I'm on it, dude. Yep. Like, and let's I, go.
1: And the worst part was I was sitting against that tree. Levi was sitting behind me calling probably 10, 15 yards, 20 yards in front of me. We had a hen set up. Thought he might see it fly in. Didn't do it. He flew down. And in the back of my mind, I could feel you like staring daggers into me. And I could hear <laughs> your voice in my head saying, get up and run after this bird, get up and run after this bird. And you know, no, what? I not just, run, not run, no, not run, but cut it off, cut it off. And then I didn't, but if I would have the path I did take, he would have been, I would have was on top of rock outcropping and he would probably been 40 yards below me. I could have shot him from this rock outcropping. But by the time I got over there and down, he was 300 yards away. And the worst part was the sun was rising Nice snow, like we said. He was out in the middle of this fire access road, probably 500 yards from the truck, and the sun was hitting him just right. He was shining. He was strutting in the middle of the road. He was gobbling. I saw him, and I stood up, and I'm pretty sure he saw me, and he took off. Even at probably 300, 350 yards away, he still
0: saw me. So it's funny he says that he could feel the daggers from my eyes. I, could, I was. I So I crawled up. uh to because cause i knew the bird was like right in front of i actually seen it roosted so it was i probably crawled only what like 40 yards yeah so we we definitely set up wrong because we kind of set up behind it and behind it was right. a bluff yep and we, i guess we didn't realize that we you know we didn't know the lay of the land and that's a part of hunting in places that you have no idea no where idea. you're at Yep, which is a part that i love dude it was it's so amazing. cool seeing new things yep. I would say one of my favorite parts
1: of that, besides where we were camping at and the view we had, was it that morning or the next morning when we woke up, we found that uh, fire watch tower
0: oh, yeah, that on was top of the cool. mountain. That was cool. That was like, I think we were like 7,500 feet up. Yeah, it was yeah, 7,500, 8,500, something like that. But It was definitely was in the sevens because I remember seeing it on my, uh, my phone. Yep. But uh, either way, so I had crawled up towards the edge of this bluff and I'm like, damn. We we're not in the right no. spot. And, and I he looked at the roosted. bird roosted. I'm like I'm like I don't know. I was like I know what I would do, but I didn't. But my thing was is I wanted Wes to know what to do rather than me, because from this point, what do you you've only got one turkey, got yeah, one turkey, and I've hunted with you. This upcoming year would be four
1: seasons. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm still new at turkey hunting. Um, I always thought growing up, turkey hunting was. I'll admit it. I thought turkey hunt was stupid.
0: It'd be super easy. I mean, you're shooting a bird. How hard could it be? Well, and a lot yeah. of the guys around here are really, really good turkey hunters and are very successful all the time, but they're also on land that they've been hunting since they were a kid or right. They've been hunting for the past 15 years. Right. Or they've had just really good teachers. turkey hunting. That too. See, I, the only person to ever teach me how to turkey hunt was my dad. Right. And I'm not saying that he's not a good hunter, right. But he just isn't into it. Like, Mean you are right so a lot of what i know now is self-taught or yep. watching people on youtube or asking people yep. in the community and whatnot but- and one thing i got to admit with that
1: is you hunt way different than i do and you've been a good turkey or a good teacher for turkey hunting i need to learn to get out of my set ways just in hunting with you in general because i'm more low just slow and go and with turkey hunting i learned from you you definitely got to be able to improvise uh, adapt and impro- overcome yes and be just run and gun and just cut like you said earlier cut the birds off and i i'm slowly starting to learn that it's just i know you're right
0: but i don't want to admit that you're right <laughs> hey <laughs> I get, you know what i mean i'm used to it you know it happens well that's just turkey hunting well and then but either way back to the story that i was just telling I crawled up, I seen the bird, I crawled backwards and I was going to whisper in his ear, Hey, let's move. Let's go down the hill over basically directly where that bird went. And I want to point out too, out there,
1: as far as I know, a red regulations, when we went out there, you can shoot them off the roost. But to me, that's, that's not right. I could have had the opportunity to do it. I could have been tagged out. We could have just stayed out there, enjoyed the views the rest of the time. But to me, that wasn't right. So I didn't want to do that. Right.
0: Right. And I don't blame you. I mean, especially here, because here you can't shoot them off the roof. Right. But, uh, but anyways, I remember crawling back thinking, man, I should just tell them what's move. And then I'm like, you know what? You never know what's going to happen. You know, it's, it's, uh, you never know what's going to happen. You just got to take the chances. Yep. And, uh, sorry, Lillian's over here trying to show me a picture that she drew, That's pretty she drew nice. a little heart. It's a beautiful little heart, Lillian go back to drawing. So anyways, sorry guys. No, all good. Um, so I didn't want to mess his hunt up off yep. of what I was thinking we should have done yep. because I wanted him to be his executive on that hunt. Yep. I wanted him to f- not be figure it out. Yeah, I wanted him to figure it out. I didn't want to be the guy that's just like, hey, do this. Well, I'll I'll be the first to admit right now that I've actually never told you. When we
1: set up that morning, I was thinking in my head all the reading I did. You're not supposed to set up uphill from them. I wanted to go down to where he would have came out, but I knew you were more experienced. And I knew, and and I still know that you're a better turkey hunter than I am. So I listened to you.
0: Yeah. And and like here, I've had more luck sitting on top of the hill and having them come out and sun themselves in the morning. Yep. But out there, they don't really have the fields like we do. Right. They don't have that, that strut zone Yep. out there. They get down and they just hammer it out. They just start going. Yep. And you're not going to cut those birds off from everybody that I've talked to, you know, a few hunters around here. We just had, uh, Ben Schneider on, he was out turkey hunting out there. And I think he kind of went through a little story of his where they, they, uh, Ran his truck, they ran it dead, ran his battery battery, battery dead. Dead, yep, and we actually went to the exact same spot that he went, and it was gorgeous, yeah, it's that beautiful. was our
1: first like introduction to the outdoors
0: of South Dakota, and It was beautiful. yeah, that was that was actually day one walk one, yep, yep, I actually have that picture on my phone. We need to upload those, yeah still yet yeah on the, on the page, it. anyway, we'll get to it, but anyways, uh, so then after that that's that's when the weather taken a bad turn. Yeah, and it it was
1: still a good time. Great time, great experience, but man, it got cold, it got stupid windy. Yeah, that it, and I was just done. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go back and do it all over again. You know. I wouldn't change a, a damn thing about it.
0: Honestly, one of my favorite parts of that hunt was meeting those guys from where were they South Carolina or North Carolina? <laughs> North, North Carolina.
1: Carolina. Was in North Carolina? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was probably one of my highlights of that whole thing. Other than yep. other than So I had three highlights. One highlight was meeting those guys. Yep. The other highlight was shooting my bird. Yep. And the third was you getting hit in the head with that door on you the, on the topper. Your dirty <laughs> that was awesome. I was just I'm done. I, I'm so done. Yeah, I
1: I know we talked about it probably three or four times. And yeah, that was I've never with hunting, you know, you're always around here. You're able to come home, and sleep, get a couple hours of decent sleep anyway. It just—that's the first time with hunting I've been pushed my breaking point, and I was just—I was done. And we, and we still would have had like a day and a half, two days left of hunting, but I was just like, you know what? It was a successful hunt. We had a good time. We got you a bird, beautiful bird, and I was just,
0: let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we got to go back to South Dakota yeah yeah but that's for a later date that's yep. going to be pushed towards the end of our yep. of, of our adventures Yep. um so then uh you said you wanted to go from uh turkey hunting into uh my my duck season yeah. huh duck season or we can talk about a little catfish and i guess well i don't really do catfish yeah, yeah we we'll but... talk about duck
1: hunting. Well, i'll hear about it tell me about your time well just growing up i guess i've talked to some good some old boys around here uh the catfishing in the springtime when the ice is out, just first going out, the catfishing just isn't worth a damn. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with that cause my dad and I go down to uh, Makoka River every year. It's usually, depends on the winter we had and the spring we're starting to get, usually the end of March, first part of April. We'll go down Makoka River down to Green Island, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, we'll go down there to the first ditch and we'll walk we we'll walk down the dike a ways, probably three quarters of a mile or so. And we're probably a good 250, 300 yards away from the mouth of the Kokoda. And again, the old boys always say chicken liver isn't going to work. It does. I tell you what, we go down there. They're slow biting, but we slaughter the catfish for about two weeks after that ice is out. They're super hungry. And between then those two weeks if we have a good year i mean we'll have some slow years too but
0: we'll usually end up with good 100 120 pounds of catfish so are you typically catching like channel cats channel cats yeah yeah you know i've actually had really good luck of catching them on a worm no that's all honestly you know what all we used to use
1: and was those little gold hooks we would catch the hell out of them on worms and then my buddy troy troy hayward he turned us on the chicken liver. And I tell you what, we catch probably we used to usually catch you know those little two-pound fiddler cats, perfect for frying. Once we slid over, switched over to the to the uh, chicken liver, anywhere from ten to fifteen pounds.
0: You ever have any luck up. with flatheads? I personally have you're not. Probably done, not in, you're probably not in slow enough water. No, it's the Makoka River is perfect
1: for it. I just don't flathead fish. I want to. I just haven't done it yet i mean we, we've we caught little ones here and there but mainly
0: channel so do you probably just got to use a different bait to be going Blue, after those
1: yeah bluegill usually that's what i heard
0: yeah I actually bluegill have, and shad i actually have a lot of guys uh so i don't know how many people that listen to this know i have a, a pretty big pond at my house that is pretty well stocked and when people ask me i absolutely go ahead you're not gonna outfish my pond no absolutely not it's pretty big i mean the, so the couple five-gallon buckets that get taken out a year are not hurting them. I think one female bluegill, I think, lays like 10,000 eggs a year. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. It was pretty neat watching what last... Was it last spring? Was your first spring there, right? Or
0: was your second spring there? Uh, My second spring because I bought that place April of yeah. last year.
1: But I just remember coming out there last year and
0: seeing... The bluegill there in the spawning and that was actually really cool to watch yeah it is really cool i like walking through there and looking at all the spawning beds yep just like a bunch of elephant tracks all over the yeah place. it's pretty cool and what blows my mind is how the hell did they get all those rocks up there and then they all disappear once they're done spawning
1: yeah and the, sometimes the rocks are bigger than a damn bluegill like how are they moving them i i mean they must have some pretty good force i'm guessing behind their tails and stuff but it, it's pretty impressive what they do
0: yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool to see. But anyways, um,
1: well, yeah, that that's that's where I'm at. Let's uh, I know you're you're itching probably getting your duck
0: hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so how's I, that been going for you? I actually started my waterfall season off and hunting in fields for geese. Yeah, with uh, Clinton's brother actually, yep. Colton, who we are gonna have on to talk about. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to have him on talk about pheasant hunting with him yep i am super excited he's out in western iowa right nice. now pheasant hunting there's another guy i want to get on to he goes out to uh
1: he just got back from a two-week trip out and they do uh was it
0: western iowa and south dakota they, oh, yeah, they do it every year they, they i just slaughtered them this year i just had a buddy he he just came back from south dakota pheasant hunting nice and uh but anyways yeah. Uh, oh so i went out with Colton, uh, and we ended up hitting up a farm pond out here local to us, and uh, within, I think it was an hour or an hour and a half of, actually, se- I think it was an hour and a half of truly setting up mm-hmm. and actually getting into our blinds and getting ready, we had a four-man limit. Nice. Which well, here in Iowa, you can only shoot two in the early season. So that's why have- I'm just going to ask how many you can get. So, we have a 15-day period, mm-hmm. which is early season, where you can get two geese. Right. Is that... Two a day, and how many can you have in your possession at that point? Do you know? Or? I can't remember off the top of my head. Sure, a lot of times I have to actually go into the rules and regulations just to check it out every year. Yeah, everything there, changes. It changes all. Well, that's been pretty steady, but there's a lot right. of rules that change. And I all know the you time. You pretty much eat them right away, don't you? For the most part. Uh yeah, usually I turn a lot of times I turn them into jerky or right. I've been uh, putting them in uh, uh, freezer bags like sure. those. Uh, yep yep. What, what do you call it? The but, vacuum seal bags? bags? Yep. That's what I put them in. I've got quite a bit of, uh, excuse me, I got a cough. <coughs> you have one of those cough buttons. Yeah, right. Uh, where was I at? Oh, I have quite a bit of duck in my freezer right now. I've, yep. I've got one, one goose breast left over in my freezer, yep. and then I've got quite a few, quite a, quite a bit of duck, and I've got quite a bit of snow goose that, a buddy of mine gave me nice. He went down to, I can't remember if he went to Missouri or central Iowa. Yeah. Can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but he had a ton of snow goose nice. and he gave me quite a bit of it. That's awesome. So I got a lot in my freezer right yep. now, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so we ended up, we limited out. And then, uh, I've told this story for sure. Then, uh, Colton, myself, same, same group that went yep. and limited out the first opening day. We, uh, we went out again. I can't remember if it was the next day or the next weekend. And uh we had a, we had quite a few geese come in on us. Boy, I'd tell you probably two hundred, three hundred geese came That's and awesome. land, landed. So it's gotta be intense. It is. It's loud. Yeah. It's super loud. Just
1: <laughs> kinda like
0: that. No, a lot of honking. Yeah, oh yeah. You can definitely hear their wings. That's yeah. really cool is hearing their That's wings awesome. in the in the, the way the wind hits it. But anyways, uh they were landing like sixty five yards to our left. Sure. And uh we had to get out, scare them, and get yeah. them away. Because you're never gonna beat live live animals, right? Ducks, geese, anything. You're never gonna get them to get away from yeah. a live target, right? They you know, they want the live target more than yeah. They're e-boys. gonna they're gonna they're gonna see those geese or ducks out there in that field. Yep, and they're gonna be like, yeah, that that's where I'm going. Because yep. there's a lot of movement. a yep. lot of lot of noise. Yep, just a lot more lifelike. Obviously, because of why. Anyway. Anyways. So we went out and, uh, we ended up. I shot one and he shot one. Yep. And, uh, his, he had to go. <laughs> he had a crip. Yep. And, uh, a crippled bird. He ended up winging it. Yeah. Know? And, uh, so he had to go chasing after that after we got done working this big group of birds. Yeah. And, uh, he went, I, don't, I can't even remember how far he went. He went like, I think it was 200 to 300 yards to well. grab that bird. Because it just took off running. Oh, he, no kidding. He shot it, it hit the ground, and it just ran. It's pretty much hit and wing, broke his wing. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what he did. Yeah. And uh, so he goes after that bird. And uh, so I take it he got it back and it was abandoned. Just because he got it back and it didn't get away. Ooh, I got a,
1: <laughs> I got a story about that coming out.
0: Anyway. So uh, he ended up getting it back. Yep. He did get it. And yep. it was still alive. He brought it back. He, he rang its neck Yep. and, uh, he sh- actually shot it again while he was, after he went and grabbed it. Sure. So he, he got close to it, shot it, grabbed it, came back Yep. and he's like, man, he's like, I think it's still alive. He's like, it's blinking, but he's like, I'm not really sure. He's like, it- it'll be fine. It'll, yeah. It It's gonna maybe just nerves or something. Yeah. And, uh, we're laying there and we had some birds work us while he was out in the middle of the field. They didn't commit. They flew away. Might have been due to my calling skills. I'm not a great goose caller. Sure. Good duck caller, but not a great goose caller. Sure. And uh, either way, they didn't commit. They flew off. He comes back. We get laid back in. Geese land again, 65 yards to our left. I'm like man, we, we that's where we need to go. Like, yeah, we should be over there right now. Just kind of pick up and move over there then, or what? No. So that's that's when I went and tried to sneak them. And I said this in an earlier episode, and I'm not going to go into real deep detail on this but so i ended up army crawling over to him low crawling i should say not army crawling no. low crawled
1: oh yeah i do remember that
0: now. Yeah. yeah i low crawled quite a ways over to him and i got close and they ended up flying away well in the midst of all this colton's paying attention to me mm-hmm. he's not paying attention to his bird that's laying right next to him oh no yeah and uh so the birds fly away they get scared from ming rolling yep roll crawling. <laughs> yeah, he was literally rolling. That's awesome. He's new, he's new to hunting. Yep, yep. We got to have him on yet. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh so he's doing things he wasn't supposed to sure. and Colton yelled over, "Ming, don't shoot your gun." And that I we think that's what scared the geese away. Oh, I heard him yell that. Yeah, cuz <laughs> cuz the way he was he was rolling in mud is is the tip of his gun definitely got stuffed with mud. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah good yeah, thing yeah. you said something cuz that could have been I'd i been real bad. I'd rather lose geese than Ming. Yeah. Or just a crippled big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we'd, we'd had two crips that time. Yeah. And uh, so then Colton's like, hey, he's like, you got a crip over there? I'm like, I didn't even shoot. What do you mean do I have a crip? He goes, I don't know where my bird went.
1: <laughs> you never told that part yet. That's awesome. Oh, I didn't? No, I don't think so. I don't oh. remember
0: it anyway. You might have, I just don't remember it. So yeah, so this bird ends up getting away. We went and looked for it for a couple hours, actually, after we ended the hunt. Yeah, and we never found it. I got my bird, though. Nice. But it was pretty funny, though, just the the whole interaction. That's awesome. And then, uh, so then early season ended. Don't, I went out duck hunting a little bit. Yep. uh, Was, went out with my buddy, my buddy Drake, who I did a lot of duck hunting with this year. Yep learned a lot from him and i think good. he learned some stuff from me good i learned new areas down in green island that nice. i really really like that's always I, nice when you go off in a
1: different perspective and learn from different hunters and yeah you all. can learn from each other that's awesome
0: i learned a lot this year good and uh mainly about duck hunting yeah and i also learned that bow hunting's for you guys yeah not me actually I, I learned a lot about bow hunting this year good too so we'll so, get to that later yeah so anyways uh Drake and I both went out and this is a pretty funny story as well. Uh, So here we are, we go out, we're we're getting set up in the morning and uh, just get all the decoys laid out. I went out and set out a mojo and I turned around and I come back I'm like, oh man, something, right? I feel my chest and I don't feel my calls. I look at him I'm like, dude, I forgot my calls hanging on my mirror. And because I told him, I was like, you're going to think I'm stupid. He goes, yeah. Me too. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that,
1: yeah. You said he forgot his calls too, didn't he?
0: Yeah. So we uh we uh went and set up and ended up. Lillian was with us that time. Yep. And we ended up two birds shy of a two man limit. Nice. That was a lot of fun. A lot of woodies, bunch of teal. Yeah. No big ducks. We looked at some spoonies, like a couple of idiots and just stared at them as they flew away. They came in like fifteen yards right in front of us. Could have shot them. Cupped up, legs hanging. Should have shot them, but we both were just in, like, I don't know. We were just in a trance watching sure. these birds. And he flew it. away and I tapped him. I'm like, why we didn't must- you call <laughs> it? He's like, why didn't you call it? <laughs> good point. Yep. Yep. And uh, so that was a really, really good hunt. I actually only got skunked. Uh, I think I only got skunked one time this year.
1: That's not okay. so bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, comparative to last year where I got skunked most of the time yeah, because I was going to this spot that I only knew was the only place I'd ever been. It was the walk-in. I, I actually told myself I'll never go back there again. Sure. I got shot in the face there this year. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that hurt a lot. I set up in a spot. Guy didn't know I was there. They were set up. I, it was quite a ways away, but right. it still hurt. And uh, they shot at, uh, shot at this duck and ended up being banded. I know the guy. Yeah. And uh, I don't even think he knows it happened. And BB hit me in the face, a Oy. couple hit me in the chest, and yeah, it it wasn't very good feeling. It was right below my eye. Oh yeah, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, thankfully that it didn't hit me in the eye. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, so that kind of solidified it right there. I'm like, yeah, I'm never hunting in this spot again. Sure, because you just don't know where everybody's at. It's just a dangerous place. Yeah. To- well, Green Island, Green Island gets hunted hard, doesn't it? By a Super lot hard. Dumb. Yeah. Well, wow, there's so much refuge, and there's hardly any places to go and hunt. Right. Right. Which when we have Andrew on. We'll talk about that. I'm, I'm, I might have to ask him about that. Yep. Like, yep. Why is there not more hunting areas throughout this whole entire massive refuge yep. that literally goes from Guttenberg to Sibula? Yep. Yeah. I also want to know why I ask him
1: too, since we're on the subject a little bit, is why they don't flood it so much anymore? So I remember going down there and kid. that whole entire thing was flooded. Oh, I think a lot of it has to do with the drought we were in the past couple of years. Yeah, but it's the last, like, 10 years they really haven't had it
0: flooded. Mm, I don't really remember. It's been a I, I it's hard I for me to I might be exaggerating remember. a little yeah. bit, but it's hard for me to remember. Either way. It's a good question for him. Yeah. So anyway, so uh so then I uh went out a few times by myself, went yep. out with a few other people. I talked about this, what was it? Last week about those guys that I ended up hooking up yeah, with.
1: Yeah, that was last week when I was going, yep.
0: Yeah, and thanks to Kyle uh for giving us a share on Facebook. I appreciate that. That guy's super cool. I Appreciate learned quite it. a bit about calling from him. Nice. Uh, yeah, he just kind of went through some things, and it, and it made me realize the mistakes that I was making, and the reason why birds weren't committed into me. Sure, just kind of like the the what the breath you were taking and blowing out, or stuff uh, like that. There was times when I was a little too loud, too aggressive, uh, kind of. Yeah, a little too aggressive. Should have been calling softer or sure. not calling at all. Sure. Yep. Uh, what else was there? There was times that like. A lot of times when they're coming in at you, and this is one thing Colton also taught me this year is, like when they're looking at you, like mm-hmm. the like especially geese when they're looking at you, you're not supposed to call. Kind of like well, a turkey, they can pinpoint where it's at. Yeah, they can definitely pinpoint. Oh, and you can tell the difference between a real duck and somebody calling. Oh, I'm sure. Like even from like a hundred yards away, if yep. I've got a guy calling a hundred yards away and a duck calling a hundred yards away, you can definitely yeah. tell. It's a huge difference. Oh, I'm sure. Like even if it's just a regular old quack. Yep. You're like yep. That was a hunter. Yeah. Yep. That was a bird. Makes sense. And uh, and it so and then I also learned it solidified my choice to definitely go get a mud motor this year and definitely get a blind on my boat. Sure. It definitely, definitely, definitely yeah. solidified. Get my, away from the kayak. I, I really enjoyed the kayak. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. Sure. Uh, I meant so all of it's a lot of work. Yep. I mean, either you're walking a thousand yards or you're, Whoa. and getting and being successful or you're walking. 200 yards and you're crowded by yeah 10 guys yeah
1: that's that's just one reason i don't want to go is because i'd I love to grind the hunting
0: and i know i'm gonna get addicted to it i'm just not ready for that commitment yet <laughs> it's um what i like about it so much is how interactive it is yeah like even when you have birds that are mile high you know you're 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 calling hard at them you yep. know you're trying to just get their attention yep, yep. but then Makes you get sense. those birds that come in you watch their heads turn. Oh, that is, that's cool. what gets me addicted is watching their heads turn at you yeah. and you call and then you see their wings make a little change. And that's another thing Kyle really uh, put in my head. He's like, watch your wings, watch your wings. Mm-hmm. He's like, you see that? He's like, do it again. You know, whatever call I was doing, he's like, you see the way their wings change. It's just the way their, their tips of the wings just kind of turned a little and sure. like there's just really subtle little movements that they make. And you're not even supposed to be staring at him unless you're calling at him. Right. Like you're still not staring. You know, you're trying to hide your face. Because yep, yep. They will see that. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's like, you see that? He's like, do that again. Do that again. And uh, it's just the, the way you work them, working that, working that burden, trying yep. to change its mind, you know, the subtleties you're, of it. Yeah. It's like, it's like you've got somebody that's put it in this perspective. Okay you've got a group of people that are walking by you and their mind is they're going to be going to Dubuque. Yep. Well, you want them to come to your house and hang out with you and eat your food and drink your beer where humans is a little easier, Yeah. but you know, that's what you're trying to do. You're, you're basically like, Hey guys, come over here. You know, I got, I got food. I got this, I got that. You know, you're, you're, you're just trying to get them to come and it's, it's hard. It's hard to get them to change their mind. And really, I think, the way I understand you're really only changing Mallard's minds. Sure. I mean you can entice wood ducks to land closer to you. Right. But they're going to go where they want to go. Sure. Same with teal. Makes they're sense. Just going to go where they want to go. Yeah. Like they don't care. Yep. They hear your calling, they're like, they give you a look. Yeah. Mm, that looks like an okay spot. I don't want to be there. And yeah. they're just going to keep going no matter how much calling, how much whatever you're doing at Sure. Them. But Mallard's even if they're like, mm, I don't want to be there. And they fly away and you call harder at them or you do something different and you're calling. And then they're like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Then they come back again. Huh. There's just so much to it that doesn't get explained thoroughly through. There's like a couple YouTube channels that I watch sure. that really explain it. Yep. But a lot of you, you have to look for those channels. Yeah. So. Either way, it's just, that's what I like about it. It's, it's so interactive. It's just like turkey hunting. You're trying to entice that bird yep. to come to you. Yep. And to get into bow hunting now, that's one thing I figured out that it, maybe I'm just completely wrong. Maybe I'm in a wrong spot. Maybe this, maybe that. But I did not like the sit there maybe every 20 minutes, rattle the horns, give a grunt. That was, and I just sat there the rest of the time. I didn't see, I seen deer super early in the morning and super late at night. And I just sat there and I was just like, man, this is not it. Can't talk to anybody. You can't be moving around duck hunting. You're talking to your buddies. You're you're laughing and joking. You're going and moving your decoys. Oh man, you're out in the middle of your decoys. Ducks are working. You're like, oh crap. Well, I'm in the middle of my decoys. Might as well look down and call at them, you know, and try yeah. to get them to come in close to you so you can get, just get a shot, you know. And and deer, you're
1: it's sitting different. in a
0: tree stand looking with your eyeballs. Yeah, man, it, I there's just something about bow hunting. Maybe it's because I was
1: just introduced to it when I was younger. It's just there's something about it. It just it gets me. It does. I learned, like I said, I learned a lot this year. Like but, what? Uh, I tried, like you just said. I used to call. Blind calling, bucks in. I mean, I've done it. It's a lot of work, but I used to, like you said, call every 20, 25 minutes, maybe every half hour. Give it a couple of grunts. Especially in a rut, give a couple of grunts, a couple of rattles, maybe a couple of doe bleats, whatever, switch it on and off. But I learned this year I saw more deer not calling than I did calling. The only time I called was when I saw deer. It worked, and I, I uh, also learned, I never knew really what the uh, what the snort wheeze was, and I watched a lot of videos on that. Um, I tried that on two, yeah, two different bucks this year, actually not even two different bucks, it was the same buck, um, it was a 10-pointer, last year he was an eight, this year he was a 10, so I've been hunting him the last two years, and he's, he's definitely super nice, super great deer this year he's probably good five five and a half year old just majestic and the color of his rack is beautiful he's a lot of bucks i see are kind of a darker color you know but he is super super coppery um the first time i had him come in was oh it'd been probably the first week of the good rut um he was 150 yards away I wasn't even going to try to grunt at him. Um, I gave him a couple super loud, as loud as I could do is the start wheeze. And he literally, I watched him stiffen up. He was out in the middle of a bean field and he stiffened up, stuck his neck out and was, like stiff legging it to me. Like his legs wouldn't even bend. Like you just pretty much, I would say walking on your, on your hands without moving them. You know what I mean? If that makes sense? Yeah. I
0: guess kind of, yeah, I get it. I get it. But he was coming in and I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Here so, we go. So I got a quick question. Yeah. Now, how did you know he was the same deer if the year prior he was 8 and this year he was 10? So I don't know a whole lot about deer, honey. People, I'm pretty sure you understand this by yeah. now. Um,
1: well, I had I had pictures of him daytime, nighttime, same color. He had the same rack. He just had an extra could have been his G I think his G4, he had an extra one. They weren't very long. You can just tell they were coming in a little bit. Maybe he got a little bit more nutrient. uh, Nutrients? Yeah, had a little bit more nutrients this year. (laughs) Um, But yeah. I could tell he was the same deer. But uh, that time, like I said, he was coming in on a string after I gave him that. He he was fighting mad.
0: So, and I don't know if you noticed this, but, you know, deer have different color in the spring and yep. the, and then they have a different color in the winter and yep. so yep. on and so forth you know they get the, they get the more red tinge it yep. seems like and then then this time of the year it seems like they're almost grayer a little darker yep yeah and i don't know what that is it's probably just a survival Honestly, thing i think i think it's because there's less leaves on the trees they're trying to blend in more with the with the dead leaves right right and i don't know how that happens or what <sighs> makes that happen that's a good question we can May- ask kyle Maybe, Andrew. Same, yeah. Um, maybe the
1: same way dogs get longer hair and longer, thicker hair in the wintertime.
0: Oh, right. right. You know? And they just shed that outer layer off could or be, whatever.
1: Yeah. But like you said, maybe survival instinct that's been
0: in them for millions of years, thousands of years. But did you notice this year? And now I, now I haven't really gone bow hunting a whole lot yep. in my life. This is my first year, but I definitely have gone youth season yeah. with a shotgun before. Did it seem like they were super red and they're just extremely vibrant this year?
1: The deer I saw, mid-season, bow season, yeah. I but,
0: wonder what that was.
1: I, I have no idea. Maybe hotter summer. I, I don't know.
0: Couldn't tell you. It was a pretty warm fall. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth. The weather the past few years has been weird around here. A little weird, yep.
1: But. But no, he was he was coming in, had him in on a string. I stood up, I was getting ready to go to full draw. He probably came in from hundred and fifty yards down to ninety. And then all out of nowhere I'd even seen his doe. Chica went running across the bean field. She must have been a hot doe. Took off after her. Well the next weekend that um I set out a dough drag or put some doe pee on a drag. Walk zigzagging back and forth through the, the bean field. It was probably 4.30 in the morning, so I get out there. Right at daylight, I see him coming in. He crusted the ridge, nose down like like a bass hound. And uh, he gets probably, I don't know, 15, 20 yards from the timber. Lifts his head up. I'm, I'm at full because He was coming in. All he had to do was come 15 more yards. and I smoked him. He just lifts his head up, looked around. There was just something there he didn't like took off so That that was a kick in the nuts then maybe that was probably seven o'clock in the morning my uncle called me about 9 30 he's got a little spike book i was like yeah I'll, I'll come out and help you drag it out you know i'll, I'll hunt till like 10 10 30 not even 15 minutes later he's coming out oh 60 yards from me same thing, get stood up, get full draw. Saw something he didn't like. That's the second time. Then the next day, I was bored, tired, and I knew they are bedding 150 yards from my stand, out in some super thick stuff, mull rows and all that good stuff. And uh like, I'm, I'm just going to go take a walk. Well, I walked up to you there and I get into it. There was a nice eight-pointer. Could have shot him. Didn't have a good time to didn't have time to get the full draw. He kind of looked at me. Didn't know I was there. The wind wasn't blowing in his face or anything. He just kind of looked at me. He's like, huh. Just trotted off. I walked another 25 yards, and all I hear is crashing, coming through all that Mollifar rows, all that thick stuff. Here comes that 10-pointer. I get the full draw. The biggest kick in my nuts I've had in a long time for bow hunting. Nine yards, perfect broadside looking at me. Couldn't shoot. Too thick that that sucked well the next weekend actually it was that week i think you sent me a snapchat probably wednesday thursday whatever and they burned it burned all that oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was coming back that sucked gosh what was i doing i was coming back from some i don't know if i was coming back from doing a job out near uh leisure lake or yeah. what it was but yeah i was coming back and the whole like i could see it from a long ways away i'm like man, something big's burning yeah. out there, and I kind of just laughed in my head, thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I was like, I bet it's Wesley's tree stand. I go driving by, I'm like, oh, it's the public it planet. literally is Wesley's tree yeah. stand.
1: <laughs> actually, the cool thing about it, it sucked, because it totally just blew the hunting up. I went out there that that Saturday, just to kind of see, I pulled my my trailer cam, I was like, oh, there's nothing out here. I jumped a couple of does, that's about it. I'll be posting it on our Facebook. I actually, my my cam caught every single stage of that fire. Like from the DNR walking through with uh leaf blowers blowing uh, leaves away from the bases, of the big trees and stuff to them walking through inspecting and then them walking through to setting the fire and then like the stages of the fire burning and the burning out
0: dude. It, it's pretty cool. I bet you wish you would have had a little heads up though.
1: That, it would have been nice Maybe there was, and I didn't see it, but it would have been nice if there was maybe something out there hung on the public land saying, Hey, this day we're going to burn the foliage. Like, I I get why they did it for, you know, lightning strikes, all that. It was thick. It was probably seven, eight inches, just just dead leaves, limbs, everything. Oh, I've
0: hunted out there. I know. Yeah. I,
1: I, I get why they did it so it actually doesn't burn to the ground. But it would have been nice, not, that's, like I said earlier, another good question for <laughs> Yeah.
0: Just see. So, I've actually seen videos online of, uh, gosh, I wish I knew the guy's name because he's really, really, really smart. And uh, I like watching him on TikTok and Facebook and sure. stuff. And uh, he actually went through and did a controlled burn and yeah. explained. And I don't know if you've witnessed this at all, but after a burn... A lot of those deer will come right back in and they're digging down underneath of all that foliage yep. and getting that those small, whatever they're eating. Yep, They're, they're getting buds. everything that's underneath of that.
1: The only thing I didn't understand why they would do it this time of year, it was winter coming up and there was, it just must've been a really good year for acorns. There was acorns everywhere and now they're just burnt. So that's taken away
0: from squirrels, you know rabbits. Yeah, every, but everything. I mean, it is a necessary thing that needs to happen. Oh, absolutely. It, it puts a lot into the yep, ground.
1: Yep. And next spring out there, it's just going to be, it's going to be great for everything.
0: I know where I'm going, mushroom hunting.
1: Yep. <laughs> but no, and then, uh, then today was open to morning shotgun season. How'd you do? Uh, Well, we got out there pretty early, got set up my stand, which my stand has been out there for... 18 years pretty close to that 17 18 years and i realized this last year i'm gonna be able to hunt that stand um why it's starting to grow into the tree the tree growing up so it's starting to pull apart and the welds on everything is just getting super rusty it was it was pretty sketchy sitting in there so you're gonna pull that out no there, i can't it's just gonna have to go with the tree Oh, just the trees growing around You accidentally left it on there too long. And oh, I didn't it off. accidentally. It's a killing stand. I've killed deer and all oh, that stand for the last 18 years. Oh. But uh, about 20 minutes before shooting hours, there was a super nice buck. Um, 25, 30 yards from my stand. Yes, I absolutely, there was just enough daylight. I could have shot him. But it's not the right thing to do. I'm ethical, I follow the law, and it was a kick in the nuts. Like, he he was a nice buck, and it sucked. And I had to walk, watch him walk away. Says Mr. Seven Squirrels. Yeah, well, there's, <laughs> there's that. That was when I was younger, though, so it's fine. But, uh, no, then um, I saw five bucks this morning, four does, and it's just the other bucks I saw, they were... Walking through some thick thick stuff, all I could see was their antlers and their head, and I just didn't want to want to shoot through thick stuff, taking the risk of missing and just blowing them out and or wounding them, not be able to find them. Then the Nailer four doe I saw tonight, they were maybe ten pounds heavier
0: than my dog. Maybe I mean he is kind of juicy. He's he's ninety, I think ninety six pounds, but. That's still small that's a small though. Yeah. That's an immature doe. Oh, super immature.
1: They were this year, or I guess this past spring's deer. And I just, right now I couldn't do it. Maybe tomorrow night when I down to the grindstone, yeah, I probably would have.
0: Now, if you're in like Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, that's, like average, Texas, size. that's yeah. average size. No, that'd have been a monster. They'd have been yep. definitely on top of that. Yep. I'm like, oh, it doesn't have spots. Take it. <laughs> yep. And then
1: this morning before we came home and got some lunch, I did do a drive. It sucks a lot. My dad took a shot at a nice doe. Thought he had a good shot on her. Went up there. It was a bunch of hair, a bunch of fat. But she was on a dead run. And it was just one of those shots. It was probably, looked. the blood just looked like it was a muscle shot. I followed it for probably three quarters of a mile. She ended up jumping the fence. And just seems like every time they jump a fence, the blood just stops. And we did end up finding her. But when I was trailing her, not even five minutes after I crossed the fence, did the right thing, you know, took the knife off my belt, took, laid my gun on the other side of the fence, like you're supposed to, started trailing her, and right on top of the hill, heard a shot. So I'm guessing there was either another deer or another hunter got her, which I'm hoping that happens. I, I don't like leaving wounded
0: deer and not be able to find them, because that just sucks. So. I actually have a story about wounded deer and, uh, having to leave your gun and everything. Yep. Uh, the one year we're hunting out by where your tree stand is for bow hunting, Yep. Yep. but we were on private property Yep. and, uh, there was a couple deer that got hit and we actually are pretty, pretty lucky. We had a lot of good, good shooters in the group yep. that I was a part of that sadly is falling apart now, yep. but, uh, we had a lot of good shooters. Usually we didn't have to track much. 90% of the, I'd actually say more than 90% of the time yeah. deer would get hit and die within a few yards sure. or get hit, run into the next hunter and get yep. shot by them. Yep. So we were very lucky. But anyways, we had these uh, two doe that got hit really, really hard. And I know it was two doe because there was, basically they followed each other and laid down next to each other. We should have waited. Sure. We just didn't know. You know, we're myself and another guy that he's a farmer and he just wants to go out to hang out with his buddies and whatever deer gets shot, he just gives them to everybody else. And he's like, here you go. you know, he's just out for the camaraderie of it. He takes some for himself, but typically it's for everybody else as a group. And uh, so we followed these deer a long ways over multiple properties and uh, eventually swung back around. Basically back to where we were at. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, well, don't know where they're at. Yep. Snow was falling too heavy. Like it was a really wet snow. I remember the snowflakes. <laughs> I called them snow leaves the other day <laughs> when I was out ducking. That makes we're, sense, right? But d- these things were damn near like the size of leaves. They were yep. seriously like fifty cent pieces. Yep. And we were wearing hearts and we were just so just dripping heavy. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, well, Brad. I'm like. I'm good. I'm like, I was like, these ones, these ones might've gotten away. I was like, we'd done everything in our power. I was like, we're losing, we're losing their blood trail. Yep. Eh, That sucks. So we ended up calling it, lost two deer. Yep. Came back the next day, hunted it the next evening and found both of them eaten by coyotes. Yeah. 50 yards from where we stopped. Oh, no kidding. So there's no, usually
1: what happens though, it's like you stop and sometimes, you know, they're 50 to a hundred yards. So, there's no
0: telling that if, if we would have kept going, if we would have even found them. Sure. They might even circle back around and bedded down right there. You don't know. Right, right. Exactly. So, yeah, we, we basically ended up finding them 50 yep. yards from where they got shot and yep. where we started tracking. Yeah. This one tomorrow, I'm going to go
1: hunt where I lost the blood and just, I'm going to take my binoculars out because it, it's, it's a south face or a west-facing hillside, so it doesn't get a lot of sun, um, and just glass and see if I can find her. If I can great if i can find her she's been eating you know what i'll throw my dough tag on her just just to put it in the harvest report just you know the numbers and to me that's the right thing to do right
0: well i think you're
1: legally supposed to do that aren't you yeah legally you're supposed to Uh, but either either way i'm still at the end of the season still going to call that tag in and just have it a wash you know what i mean
0: yeah uh gosh dang it i was just. oh yeah, yeah yeah so this is gonna be my first year uh going out second season well i've always gone second season but yeah. with i was invited to a few groups um for first season that i sadly i had to say no i can't go with you this sure. year because i have my daughter yep Yep. uh for the weekend during the week would have been a different story sure but a lot oh, of guys have, have to go to days. work. Yep. Yeah. And then I also have to work this week, sadly. <laughs> got to talk to my Darn. boss. Yeah, I got to talk to my <laughs> boss. You know, I might have to change some things around here. And uh, so either way, I got I got invited to a few groups for first season. Had to say no. And uh, I'm going to go out second season with a new group. And this is going to be my very first time with a new group. Nice. I've been hunt- I hunted with the same group. Well. Yeah, there's, forever, there's, I mean, picture, yeah. there's pictures of me being held by hunters from that group that yep. are sadly deceased now, yep. just from old age or cancer or whatever took them. Yep. Uh, and I hunted with them until I was twenty twenty six. 26. Yeah.
1: I I would say I've noticed that just even in the last three years hunting out there in Mill Creek, there's less and less hunters, especially out there in the Shekel Farm. There's usually a boatload of trucks out there for first season. I think there was probably eight trucks there nine this year and it's just it sucks that
0: that is going down well and i know you clinton myself had uh talked on our group chat you know i see the way you guys see it is yep. pushing the deer and it's hard on them but yep. in my mind i don't see a difference between them getting chased by a pack of coyotes right for their entire life or getting chased by a bunch of dumb rednecks for no. three weeks. I mean, you're not wrong. I
1: I was going to bring that up. I, I did say in that group chat that to me, the group hunting isn't hunting. But I should rephrase that to, yes, it is hunting. It's just not
0: my kind of hunting. It's not your style.
1: Yes. I would. I would rather sit there and have the deer come to me not knowing I was there or still hunt it still not knowing I was there or maybe bump it and it runs a little bit and turn around and I can shoot it to me having, you
0: know, 20, I don't know how big groups get, maybe 15, 20 guys. Biggest. I ever remember our group being, I think we had 25. Yeah. and to Which me, is huge. Which is huge. I mean, we absolutely had a massive group yeah. and we basically just took everything. If it was in that timber, yeah. good luck getting out. Yeah you've told me some of the guys you
1: hunt with and it sounds like your, your group is super safe and knew you knew where everybody was at. And that kind of comes back to what I was saying is just that big of a group to me is not safe. And it to me is not hunting. There's
0: a lot of, there's a lot of of metal flying through the air at times.
1: Yeah. It's just, I don't know. There's something about it. It just turns me off and it, I shouldn't say it's not hunting because it is, it's just not my style.
0: Yeah, and I've always done it. It's the only way sure. I've ever done it. I know guys that love it. I know guys that don't like it. I love it. I love it a lot, Just, but I mainly like it for the camaraderie. That, and it gets my chubby ass off the couch. Yeah. Gets me walking in the wintertime. Yeah, yep. gives you something to do. Yeah, it gives me something to do, and yep. uh, that, freezer, freezer. and I, I love deer. Oh, yeah. It's I delicious. love the taste of deer. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, But that's, that's coming back full circle to me hunting with his new group. To them, they've been hunting together for years. They don't hardly know me. Yeah, it might work. I hope it works out for you. And if it doesn't, thankfully I have that blind that I'm building that I'll have done for next season. Yeah, I was hoping to have it done this season, but uh, things happen. Life. I'm a busy man. Yep, I work Work a a lot. lot. Yep, fix my pulling truck a lot, (laughs) which you know it just comes with it. But anyways, uh, so if it doesn't work out with them, uh, I kind of. Also plan on going with Colton nice. Him and I are going to go walk some CRP fields and oh, yeah. a little bit of public together, just yep. kind of slow walk it. See what happens. You know, we're going to be, when it comes to that point, when I'm not with a large group, I might be a little more particular about what I take. Sure. Uh, in a large group. Mm. You're just there with tags and freezers. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, mean, you're still doing that if you're out with just maybe one or two people, but still. Yeah. yeah I've taken some dogs. Yep, I have two. Not literal dogs, people. Small, small deer. Small deer. small deer. We call them dogs because yeah. they're the size of, they're <laughs> the size size of dog. big dogs. You know, I, I've taken deer that size. Oh, yeah. I've taken and, deer where I could field dress or even
1: just unfield dress. I could throw on my shoulders and, you know, walk out. I've done that. But you know what? They're really good back strap. They're the best tasting. <laughs> they
0: are. They really are. And you got to be a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. You got to be a good target, shot to hit smaller, a little deer. Yeah. Smaller target. <laughs> <laughs> Aim small, miss small. That's right. And, uh. But when I, when I go with Colton, I'm going to definitely be very, very particular, but I also plan on going out to where I've been bow hunting and I plan on when there's not, if I see groups pull up, I'm going to get out of the tree stand. Yeah. I'm going to go sit on the ground. As you should. I don't care if they're there or not. Yeah. If anything, it's going to be helpful to me. Yeah. Because I know the deer kick out and actually run down that finger that I'm going to be sitting in. Yeah. Because I've seen it multiple times while hunting that by myself, you know, with my old group. Yep. So. I know the deer are going to want to go there. I just don't want to be in a tree stand when a group that I don't know is going to be out there. I agree, because there's a lot of ignorant people out there.
1: Yeah, there, if we had more time, I would tell a story. But
0: yeah, we're done. We'll,
1: we'll, we'll save that for another time. <laughs>
0: oh boy, yeah. I won't tell the whole story, but it was it wasn't good. So uh, either way, we're uh, we got to wrap it up here. We only got about 40, 35 seconds left. I just want to say before we do the ending uh our next
1: podcast should be longer we got a different board so we're gonna try to go longer
0: yeah and hopefully we'll have everybody here together again and we'll have a really really good guest on yep yep um so anyways as always how we always end the podcast stay safe enjoy the hunt and know the outdoors